0: Welcome to our podcast, a real-world discovery of guest experience in the hospitality and lodging industry, uncovering a mixture of technologies and human-driven initiatives that are raising guest expectations and forever changing the guest experience across the hospitality and lodging sector.
1: If you are interested or involved in the travel industry and are passionate about creating unique guest experiences, join us as we talk to experts in the industry to learn about the future trends and how you can set yourself apart from the competition in 2021 and beyond. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Guest X Podcast. My name is Matthew Loney. I'm your co-host, and I've got Brian Hamawi with me and my other co-host. Brian, how you doing?
0: I'm doing awesome. Really excited about our next guest on the
1: podcast today. But yeah I, our next episode but yeah. I, I tell you like uh, well you you're probably gonna jump in there but right before we got on here you and i were talking about like you know excited to kind of record a summary of last week's call I, I think part of the reason it was exciting is because it was just an area that you and i don't know a whole lot about but you could instantly relate to it and that is you know we Our guest, Jeff Cavins, who is is one of the co-founders and is the CEO of Outdoorsy, which is just absolutely blown up. I'd say it's probably the top, I think it's the number one, you know, uh, one or two of kind of the marketplace for RV rentals as really as a leisure, I guess, a leisure lodging use would be the best way to to kind of describe it. But it really was fascinating just to see all of the parallels between what that industry is going through in, in their growth and what we've seen in vacation rental.
0: Yeah, I mean, the similarities were incredible all the way down to the, you know, from the beginning, why they started the company. I mean, he was telling us that the company really started because they found that there was a really big burden on the owners that were, owning these units. And so they created a platform for them to be able to publish the units, rent them and generate some revenue, which is in my mind, very similar to how vacation rentals started. You know, you probably had a group of investors that came in and and found short term rentals back in the eighties and nineties and and booked them out to their friends and sent a couple emails here and there. And then over time, we created platforms for, for them to be able to rent. But I think in my mind, most of it really came down to a lot of people owning second homes, not really wanting to give them up. They were a burden, but then all of a sudden they had the ability to rent them. So they kept them and expanded the portfolios all the way into how to provide a guest experience inside of the home. So we professionalized both industries. And I think over the last 18 months, both of these different types of ventures have just exploded mainly because people are looking for a more isolated experience, but they want to have fun with their family and friends and not be tied to an experience like a hotel, for example. But they can travel in groups. They can take their pets with them. They can explore different destinations pretty quickly. And it's it, it, it was just fascinating. Some of the numbers that Jeff was throwing around was, was pretty incredible.
1: Yeah, no, it was. And I agree with you. I think, you know, he had thrown around like, what was it something like RV, you know, sit idle for like 97% of the year, but and while probably second homes, you know, and it are not, you know, we're not that before the rise of vacation, but, but it probably a lot of them sat for 85% of the year, you know, as they were being used a total of a, a month, a year or maybe a little bit longer. And I, I agree with that I think a lot of people are like, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to give up this home, but I also, you know, it's tough just to watch it sit there for yeah. for ten to eleven months a year. And the other parallel that's very interesting. Is you know, and look, like outdoorsy is doing for that industry what kind of Airbnb probably a little bit is is done for vacation rentals in that it's brought a lot of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. right? But entrepreneurs. Are by their nature, they are a little bit all over the place, right? And you know, they got great ideas. They're willing to work hard, but sometimes can be rough around the edges. And I say that lovingly as an entrepreneur, right? We we seem to you know we see things in a in a tunnel vision uh, very often, and so you know, I do think you know he talked about trying to educate their, I guess it's they call them their listers, right, on how to be better hosts and and some of that. We've seen that in vacation rentals where you had very professional property managers who, look, still needed a better guest experience and we all need to get better, but had kind of automated some things and really they had, they had policies and procedures. And all of a sudden you see this rush of people who, you know, they've got one-off homes, And stuff, and there's this risk to the industry that you kind of lower the overall guest experience because you have people out there who just, you know, aren't ill-intentioned, but they just don't know what they don't know, and it, it sounds like they're 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 struggling a little with that as well.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. But I think that's just because it's it's the nature of the beast. They're a, a young industry for all intents and purposes right now. So I think there's a big learning curve. I think we're in the same same position where we're still learning what we need to do mm-hmm. and we're going through cycles. And so over time, I think it's going to improve and I think we can learn from what they're doing and they're going to be able to learn immensely from what we're doing and take some of the steps that we've taken to professionalize their industry.
1: Yeah, it'll be fascinating to watch. And, and, you know, I really do hope, and maybe in a year or so, we get to have them come back on and just hear how it continues to evolve. Because, look, it, it, it's a little bit of a competitor to, to your standard vacation rental. But, you know, no more so than, like, hotels, right? I mean, I think a certain people, certain number of those people who are using Outdoorsy. Like, that's just what they want to go do. Like, that's what they're going to go do. I don't know. I don't know that we're stealing pieces of the pie from each other as it is. it is just making the pie bigger. And so I certainly think there's more to be gained from these industries kind of working together or at least learning from each other than there is to be lost in some, some churn of gas. So it'll be fascinating.
0: I agree. Well, shall we okay. jump over to our next guest and do the introduction?
1: Yes, let's, let's do it. It should be another great show.
0: On today's episode, we're speaking to Wes Melton. Wes is the founder and CEO of NACORI. NACORI is an industry news and community website aimed exclusively at vacation rental owners, managers, and industry professionals. Prior to NACORI, Wes was the co-founder and CTO of SmokyMountains.com and travel tech startup, Stay Sense. Well, today I'm really excited to have Wes Melton on the show with NACORI. Wes, welcome to Guest X Podcast
2: hey thanks for having me
0: yeah no worries so before we get started we always love to get some take on our guests what guest experience means in the industry you know specific to your industry just a little bit of background and tell us a little bit about what you're up to some of the programs that you you've done in the past and, and what you're currently working on
2: yeah so i'm the the founder of Nikori. we exist really to democratize access to the vacation rental industry and what that means is I. Th- I think that we're at an inflection point in the industry where now more than ever we have so many incredible companies that are coming into the space, startups that are building really, really cool things and products like um, the team here at Explory is doing. And as as a property manager myself in the past and having had a software business in this industry before too, I think you know, the the challenge was always really understanding what resources really exist in the industry the industry is highly fragmented. It's difficult to define. It's difficult to know what service providers exist. It's difficult to get in front of homeowners effectively. You know, I think that having been on kind of both sides of the equation in this industry, we we feel that there's a strong need to really help kind of the next generation really be able to easily connect with the resources and people they need to really be successful and bring a lot of the really great innovations to market that that I think our industry has been really
0: waiting for for a long time. It's really interesting because yeah. you really have a background uh, in, in multiple areas inside of our industry. I mean, you started as a property manager, right? And then evolved into an OTA and now you're building you know, more technology for the industry. So why don't you give us a little bit of insight into how all of that evolved and then how that possibly translates into what you're seeing the guests experience in the space.
2: Yeah, sure. That's a great, great question. So, I think, like so many people I've met that, that left a career in a different industry to start a property management business, that was definitely true for myself and my my co founder David Engadi. We both came from very different industries, very different backgrounds, with zero management experience. But you know, we we kind of st- st- stubbed our toe on the industry, right? And we're like, hey, wait a minute, <laughs> uh, we think there's yeah. an opportunity here and so we we dove in and i think that it was more like the proverbial dog of the truck who finally catches it and then doesn't really know what to do it was uh, it was definitely one of those things where once we got into it and things started taking off i think that from an operational standpoint we were kind of caught off caught off guard i don't think we ever anticipated how operationally intense running a, a property management business really is and you know we were doing this back in 2013 when some of the Automation software startups really hadn't even come to market yet, and so long story short, you know we we grew that business from from one to 120 units under management in just just under three years. Vtrips, which is owned by Steve Milo, was entering our marketplace. He actually acquired our all of our inventory, but he 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 left the brand, which was SmokyMountains.com, you know, to us, and we we did pivot at that point into being a niche OTA, which was it was definitely a very fascinating experience because it was a brand we were already building but i think once we we stopped focusing on the operational side and really focused in on the consumer side having already been running that brand for a while we we just continued to learn a lot of tough lessons now you know at at the end we were you know we had millions of website visits every year we're driving millions of revenue for our partners so it was definitely a very successful venture for us. But I think that at least for me, my story with both the management side and the OTA side has been that there was, there was always a lot of, of new and interesting lessons to learn that I think were sometimes surprising. And also ones that I think I think some of our friends that are running property management businesses now really probably need to start trying to tackle themselves to really build competitive moats as we start to see some of these, you know, hospitality brands at the nationwide level like Picasa right announcing that they're going public i think that i think there's a lot of a lot of shifting happening in terms of what the basis of the competition is for vacation rental managers and i think it's important that we recognize it and really equip property managers to to be ready for this kind of new phase of of competition that i think we're entering into
1: yeah that's a, that's a really good point yeah two things you said there west you know one was you know kind of and I know it was, a, it, was a, it was a little while ago, but, you know, when you guys, you know, when, when you guys started your vacation rental company in Tennessee, you know, I, I imagine that, you know, the technology probably was, was not nearly where it is today. And, you know, I, I wonder, I, I agree with you in that, you know, the technology is, is making it easier maybe to deliver or to scale you know, on, on a guest experience level, and and I think to to your latter point, you know, if we don't find a way, if 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 some of the third party services cannot help, you know, you, you talk about the, you know these local property managers, right? The Marriotts of the world, the the Vacas, the V the trips, they've got, you know, you know a lot of resources. You know it's such an advantage to be able to to utilize technology to kind of deliver on that loyalty and that guest experience and some of that. How, how do you feel like we're doing as an industry when it comes to developing you know technology products that can kind of help the property managers improve the overall experience? I, I think I feel like we've gotten better at selling. You know, the OTAs have certainly helped, but even on our own websites, I think, you know, from the property manager standpoint. But I'm not sure that the technology is really extended beyond the sale yet to, you know, maybe locks. I think about that, you know, is, is probably a, a big jump for the guest experience. They don't have to check in, maybe. But how do you think we're doing?
2: Yeah, that's a great question, Matt. You know, ultimately, when I think about branding in general, the place that my mind goes is, Branding, in, in my opinion, is really about how you make your customer feel. And I think that the reason that's relevant here is because I, I would agree that we've had a lot of automation coming into the space that I do think has improved the guest experience. You know, even though we were kind of early on some of this stuff, one of the things that we did do from day one, you mentioned the door locks, like we had automated door, you know, automatic code-protected door, door locks on every single one of our units. That was a cost that we actually bore ourselves as a brand just because we knew that that's what customers wanted. No one wants to drive to Pigeon Forwards and then drive half an hour out of the way just to get door keys. You know? So I do think that there is a, a specific emphasis that, that I think a lot, and maybe even most companies, are really not only understanding, but really trying to take action on. But I think the challenge mm-hmm. is that... <laughs> The unfortunate reality of being a a smaller property management company is that every day feels a lot like working in baggage claim. No one one walks through your door or calls you because they're happy to see you. You know, I think that the the tough part is a lot of, I think a lot of our perspectives about our guests get tainted because the, the majority of feedback you get as the manager is typically negative, right? if they're calling you, you don't really get to hear a lot of the good jobs. And and that can be exhausting. And I do think it can,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I think if we're not careful, it can kind of instill a little bit of apathy about the guest experience or it can make us too easily ready to automate a piece of our business where, you know, maybe, maybe it's one of the last places we actually have to meaningfully touch the guest in a way that mm. personal or, or that they'll remember. And I think that we, we we're seeing companies buy these automated solutions to handle some of these processes that are tiring, frankly. but I'm, I'm concerned that if we're not if we're not careful, if we're not thoughtful about it, that it, it could erode what brand equity is left. And so I, I think that I my my general you know position on this is if if you're considering automating something, I think that it needs to be because the automation solves a key problem for the guest that improves their experience and their appreciation for your brand. Not And and you should not automate because it solves a pain point for you unless you're completely convinced that it will not erode your relationship or brand equity with that consumer. And kind of one final thought here is the reason that I think that we need to talk about that is once it was three years ago maybe four years ago a focus right study came out that said 70 percent of guests who stay with local managers couldn't tell you who the local manager was because as far as they knew you know they booked they booked an airbnb through vrbo that they found on Expedia. like to them they don't don't, you know they, they they don't they don't know you know Seabreeze Vacation Rentals, we have a lot of fun here.com. Like they, they just, they're just, they're not gonna remember that and yeah. the studies show that they don't. So I think that it's important that we recognize that and that we kind of roll up our sleeves and we're willing to do the hard things or the parts of our job we like the least if we think that that's really where uh, consumer loyalty and, and brand awareness has grown.
1: Wow. Okay, so if great, you were- Great, great advice.
0: It's, and, and that is great advice. And, and so the question becomes, you know if you were a starting property manager and you had to give two or three pointers to a property manager to focus on especially with some of these really big brands coming in and just gobbling up everything if you're considering staying in the space and growing your company and you were focused on the brand what should they really nail down what 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 do they need to deliver because in my head it, it's very basic stuff but I think people like you're saying is are overcomplicating things to try to deliver something, to be able to compete with some of the bigger managers, but they're under-delivering at the very, very core of some of the aspects that they need to be delivering. So if, if you were to give some advice, what two or three things should people really focus hard on and deliver on that?
2: Yeah, so I think that if I was starting again, I think that regardless of whether you're a big company or a small company, we have to recognize that we live in the most over communicated environment of human existence. Every day, you know, day, we're bombarded with hundreds and hundreds of advertisements, commercially oriented emails. For some reason, phone carriers still can't figure out how to get the robo phone calls to stop. And so I think that it's important to understand that just because you love your brand and you think it's great, doesn't mean that your consumers will think that. It also doesn't mean that your that consumers will even know about you, no matter how much you love your brand. And so for me, I think phase one, especially as a small startup or a small company, I would want to spend a lot of uh, time really considering, is there a meaningful opportunity to be differentiated here? And when I think differentiation, I'm not thinking our logo looks better than you know, the little guy down the street, who's a competitor of ours locally, or the big brand that just raised 300 million. I'm, 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 I'm thinking, is there actually a marketable position here that these guys aren't owning that I can try to really focus in on and own in the mind of my potential guest? And so when I, when I think about positioning, you know, on the OTA side, we've seen some really great niche OTAs come to market that are pet friendly, for example, you know, we've got OTAs that are focusing just on people that want to find great places to stay and smoke marijuana. We've got, we've got, um, you know, the, the LGBTQ niche OTA, and I think that, I think that what's really interesting about what they're doing is they're not trying to come to market and say, hey, we've got all the same in inventory and we don't have a traveler fee, because price is almost never a differentiator. You know, abroad we see Airbnb; they've already started testing moving the the guest facing fee you know completely to the host side and raising the the costs there. So I don't I don't think the price is typically a differentiator, but I do think trying to align your brand with a a segment of the market and a need that you believe is there and then go and improving it, that's that's really what I would want to focus on. And it's tough for people because I don't think that I don't think that a lot of business owners recognize that to really differentiate requires you to give up things. And what I mean is you can't be all things to all people. And I really don't think that unless you have billions to spend on advertising, that you're going to be able to, to grow a brand that can be. So I would, I would tell people, don't try to, you know from a, a war analogy, metaphor perspective, don't, don't try to win the whole country. Try to find some islands first that you can own, that have a marketable position, and that, that the big guys are kind of ignoring, or they can't service. I think that on the local level, there are unique opportunities to do things from being local experts, being local in the market, that you really can build a marketable position around that I just, I don't foresee the big brands, the big OTAs, you know, the nationwide hospitality companies, I don't see them competing meaningfully on those things. So yeah, anyway, that was kind of long-winded, but I I think my advice and where I would wanna start is I'd wanna sit down, really analyze the market, try to identify a differentiated position that we can try to own that, that really is unique and something that would allow us to establish a, a position, you know, in the mind of an ideal traveler that yeah. just another management company down the street, we're not competing on the same basis anymore. If that makes sense.
1: No, it, it, uh, you know, and I, I think less that it just, I mean like that last, three minutes or so, just really good business. What I would consider just business advice in general, whether you're running a property management company or you've got, you know, a popular lemonade stand in town, like, you know, when, when I was in the restaurant industry, we used to, we used to talk with our franchisees about, you know, how, you know, price is the lowest form of loyalty. It's (laughs) only, it's, it's only there until, so, and there's always somebody who's dumb enough right to charge less even though you can't make you know you, you might not be able to make any money you'd be surprised at how many people will price their products at a point where they you know especially at certain times you know where they, they actually lose money but but you're right you know and and i think the only thing i would add is i think too is when you because i love the idea what you're really talking about is creating a filter right and we brian and I, we, brian we've talked about this about you know, figuring out who, you know, who you're going to be, like what, what that competitive advantage is. But then that, you know, what's the benefit is of that is it gives you that filter through which you can make decisions. Are we mm-hmm. going to do X, Y, you know, X, or are we going to do Y? Well, which one advances is aligned with the way we're trying to differentiate? And I, I do think, you know, we've seen it with Vicasa, right? And, and I don't know, There aren't a lot of other national players, but I think all national players struggle a little bit to, you know, have that local feel. And it just seems to me it's such an advantage of the local operators, but yet they don't lean into it. enough. you know, we don't see them lean into it a lot, which is like, hey, I can tell you where the best places are to go you know, grab a coffee and watch the sunrise, right? I can tell you where, you know, whatever, you know, that that those benefits that, to your point, that the big players just, they just can't get that granular at their scale, you know, finding a competitive advantage where you can lean into that because it's already, it's kind of there for the taking.
2: Yeah, I would, uh, I would agree with everything you just said, Matt. I think that what what seems to be just, Consistently true throughout time is that brands that are well differentiated succeed and brands that are not well differentiated die. And I I don't think that that's different in our industry, but I do think that another piece that I, I do think we tend to miss is I think a lot of very successful property managers and property management companies have earned that success through the years by being better on the operational side than their competitors, having really strong relationships with the homeowners, which I, I think part of that is kind of the fruit of being operationally excellent, being able to take care of the properties well. Certainly if you know how to leverage, you know, the demand networks that are available to produce revenue. Like I think, I think those types of things have really been how the the vacation rental brands in the US have grown up till now, but I don't think that's gonna to translate to the future anymore. And, and the reason I think that is because we're living in a new reality. We've never had a nationwide vacation rental company that is very successfully penetrating top of mind for consumers. They're getting exposure on all of the top news uh, sites and channels, their IPO is very, very public. Airbnb's IPO has kind of also signaled you know, to multi-billion dollar hedge funds that, hey, there's an opportunity here. And so I really do think that the, the basis of communi- of competition is changing. And I think it's important to recognize that any business segment or vertical, the consumer side is typically the harder problem to solve. I think that because is doing it, and I think that property managers, uh, they need to start figuring out how to solve for the consumer side of their brand. Because I do think that even on the homeowner acquisition and retention side of their business, you know, the the brands like Vacasa that are, you know, achieving this kind of top of mind position, I think it's going to become very competitive on keeping homeowners just because I think, you know, if your brand isn't well differentiated, if I was a homeowner, I think my just kind of gut reaction would be to assume that this national player, this national brand, like if I'm, if I'm going to let my, my hotel building be franchised into Days Inn or into Marriott, I'm going to choose Marriott. So I think I think it's just important to understand that solving the consumer side is usually the, the more difficult part, and they need to really start putting a lot of thought and effort into how do they start solving the direct to brand direct booking problem. And I, I I largely think that that starts with positioning. You've got to you've got to differentiate your brand in a way that the consumer not only recognizes but actually
0: values. I think you bring up a couple of good points, and Matt. I don't know that this is actually a topic that we've ever talked about on on GuestX, but Homeowner acquisition. I mean, that's one of those topics which I think most property managers really struggle with because at the end of the day, is it more important to take care of a homeowner's unit and give them good service, good communication, or is it about revenue or is it a combination of both? Now, I know the Orlando market pretty well and and a lot of the investors that we have and homeowners that we have coming in. Really care about both, but could probably leave the quality of the home behind a little bit more over generating revenue. So what uh, you know, what do you tell property managers to focus on? Because that's a fine balance. If you're not generating revenue, that proper that, that homeowner is going to disappear and go somewhere else. It doesn't matter how high you know you're how how well you're taking care of their units. It's a fine balance. And being a small property manager sometimes it's a lot harder because we don't have access to the same volume of guests to be able to compete with some of these national brands. So how do you do it? How do you tackle that? Yeah. So I think that not to beat a dead
2: horse, I really think that it comes down to positioning and finding a marketable position in in your market and in the industry. Because I think that once you do that, you will be best suited to actually drive a meaningful consumer side marketing and advertising effort, that allows you to drive direct revenue in a way that your competitors can't, and I think that if you do a really good job and you're thoughtful about what what the position is that you're taking and you're very disciplined to it, I think you can definitely achieve you better can. revenue. You, you can you can achieve better revenue than the national guys are. I, I have no doubt, but I think it takes it takes discipline. And you know, I'll give you a really quick example for us. You know, we really we internally, we like to say that we exist for the small company, for the startup, for the, you know, the, the new guys. And we had, we had someone with a million dollar advertising budget get on a call with us last week and say they wanted to work with us. After talking about it internally, we actually decided to tell them no, because for us, that's not the position we want to own. We're not trying to be an agency. We're not trying to be an advertising company for, you know, the Vicasas of the world. The position we're trying to own is being a software company for the small to medium business segment because we feel like the the enterprise level is already well served. But it takes, it takes discipline, right? And it, it, it takes focus and commitment to the position you're trying to own to really be able to do that. I, you know, I told the team, I said, hey, listen, we can do this. And then when we start going to market with our marketing messaging that we we exist for small, you know, the small companies and they find out we have a, a huge well in our roster, like that's just not gonna go over well. <laughs> like that's not that's not gonna help people actually connect with the differentiated position we're trying to own. So I, I do think it all starts with the consumer side for a property manager, but I think at this point in history to effectively do the consumer side well, you, you need to have a unique position and a cons- the, the consumer needs to be able to immediately understand what it is and give value to it that they're, they're not willing to give to, you know, the Marriotts or the cost
1: of the world. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Wes, talk a little about what you guys are doing. You know, Corey, I I will tell you, you know, full disclosure, you know, Explory has found a number of your solutions really beneficial. We've we've partnered, you know, we're still a small company. I tell people, you know, we're one of the largest, I think, guest experience platforms in our industry, if not the largest, which is... To say that we're still like the, you know, we're the largest NAT. I mean, we're just tiny, and so we, you know, <laughs> you, you talking about, you talking about. Um, I'm gonna know, write that TV one down. Small, yeah, <laughs> but but you know, we have found a lot of these tools. One, I you know, and I don't mind saying it, right? Like cost-effective, which is important for groups our size. You know, we're on the vendor side, but you've got solutions. You and Brian were talking before we got on the podcast about solutions for the property managers. You know, can, Talk a little about, because I, I do think the solutions, as I've stepped back and I'm watching you build, are really, it's interesting because you could see that they're kind of, I don't know, they're, they're solutions for problems. I think you saw in different, you know, you've been a vendor to this industry, kind of on that OTA side, you've been the property manager, you know, all on the tech side, but I can see how you're solving problems from each seat that you've sat in during your experience. So, give, give everybody just kind of a brief overview of, of 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 what you're building and what your vision is.
2: Yeah, and Matt, one thing I'll quickly say too is one of the things I love about your product so much is is you guys are trying to empower property managers to improve the guest experience for the sake of repeat revenue, which is definitely a a very very real need, and it's one that I think you guys are solving well. So Thank first, you. kudos kudos to you guys for identifying a problem that I think property managers are desperately trying to solve as they think about independence and business continuity and kind of this new reality. So yeah, for us, so like I said earlier in the, the podcast, no Corey, we're, we we we're exist we exist to, to democratize access to the industry, right? Whether you're an existing company you're a new company you just you know you're a, a kid with a laptop and a really good idea we we want to help everyone really connect with the resources and people they need to be successful the product that we're we're rolling out to market right now is called audiences in its current iteration we're largely trying to help kind of the 80% of property managers who are small you know they kind of manage probably less than 100 units we're we're trying to help them in a very effective way Quickly identify ideal property owners that they'd like to add to their inventory, be able to very quickly, you know, create segments so they can segment their marketing, target specific neighborhoods, home sizes, et cetera, and so on. And then, you know, kind of, kind of put world-class marketing on autopilot, right? Where, you know, you can schedule advertising and marketing campaigns that just recur on a, on a routine basis. That way your, your owner marketing is just kind of always happening while you're dealing with the crazy operational hell that running a property management business is. But then kind of the 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 longer roadmap for audiences really is is targeting being a more holistic advertising and marketing solution that really helps property managers effectively run marketing for all sides of their business, not just the homeowner side, but also on the consumer front. And I think that you know, one of the challenges as a property manager that I always had with the existing tools like Constant Contact, MailChimp, Drip was that they really were focusing on broader e-commerce and they didn't really have functionality that was meant to solve the marketing and and advertising models that are kind of the staple in hospitality. And so like the quick example is in the big marketing and email tools that exist, there's not a way to say, hey, five days after this guest checks out, send them this thank you email and ask for a review, right? They They don't operate on calendars. They don't operate on dates like everyone in the hospitality industry does. And so that's really the, the problem that we're, we're working just as fast and hard as we can to, to start solving because we know that's a real need. And we know that for property managers to really be effective at owning the consumer side of their business, they need to have marketing tools that actually think the way that they think about marketing to, to guests who arrived on a date and left on a date and may arrive a year later on that date. You know, I, so that's, that's really where we're going. We've got a really, a lot of really cool stuff in store. I mean, I think like a lot of startups, we're just trying to keep the right the right plate spinning. <laughs> you know, uh, as we roll out our product roadmap, and we hope that we hope that uh, people really love it. And um, I think that like any brand, you you put your first first to, first toe in the water, and you kind of let the market tell you whether you're on onto something or not.
1: Yeah, and and you know, I think to your point, like you know, and just again, my experience with has been so far, like I, I like that. I like that you guys you know, you're not, you know, you're not throwing it out there going, look, it's perfect. You know, you're, you're, you're saying, look, here's what we, here's, here's the direction we're moving, you know, because I look through it a couple of times. I'm like, you know, I'd be nice if we could do this or that, but you know, they're not big things. And, you know, so many people, I think a lot of, you see this with vendors sometimes in, in all industries, but in tech, you know, there's this, idea that it's, that it's kind of this big bang moment, right, where you just go, ta-da, and, you know, and people you don't realize that, one, it's it's kind of a, that's an arrogant way of, of kind of uh, building a product because it assumes that you know exactly where it needs to be from day one rather than taking the position of, like, we've got a good idea, but, you know, we can take some really good feedback and keep tweaking it. So I really do like that and what what you guys have built. Wes, what where you know you know everyone involved in our industry, property property management companies and vendors alike. How, how would they get in contact with the team over there to to be, maybe get a demo of some of the products you've got and and how they might be able to work with you guys?
2: Yeah, so they can just email me directly, Wes at noquarry dot com, and I'd be more than happy to talk to anybody. We actually uh even though most of us are millennials, we actually really enjoy analog communication too. So more than happy to get on a phone call and talk to people. So
0: <laughs> I, I think that. that's absolutely uh, key. So people are forgetting to do that. It's not all about automation. We're learning that it's a combination of human and automation to get it right. So yeah. We really appreciate you coming on the show today and, and giving some insight to our guests. And I hope everybody enjoyed listening to you because I know I did. I got quite a bit out of it. So please reach out to Wes, Matt, any final thoughts?
1: No, I, I tell you, just, um, another good, uh, just another great show from the standpoint of, you know, bringing people on like Wes, who have just got just such experience in our industry. And, you know, there's always, there's just always some great tidbits to really, to really be learned, whether you use, you know, uh, no in the future or you don't like there's just, you know, uh, appreciating the perspective of someone who's kind of been there and is also the now watching, you know, everything that's going on in our industry, just some really good tidbits. Wes, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it.
2: Oh, thank you both for having me. This has been such an honor. Very grateful to be on the show. So thank you guys so much for thinking of me and including me in this. It's been awesome.
0: Thanks for your time, Wes. That's it for this week's episode of Guest X. Be sure to sign up for our email list at guestxpodcast.com. That's guest the letter X, podcast.com and follow us in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss our next episodes. We are Ryan Hamali and Matthew Loney signing off and reminding you to always create a guest experience worth talking about. See you soon the bad ones that don't represent your brand shouldn't be in that portfolio. So sometimes it's not a bad thing to get rid of those units and have them go to somebody that does represent that type of type of inventory. Again, it it comes down to your business model and and your decisions. So Matt, I think we've reached our uh, time today. It's been a really good conversation
1: yes it, no it absolutely has i was just thinking god you know we can keep going look down and you know we're probably 35 40 minutes into it and i'm like god, i have so many more questions so people we will probably you know graciously uh, ask you to come back because i do think there's a lot still to uncover but i think uh, a lot here for our listeners and it, with your work with rental scale up can you just you know if, if listeners want to get in touch with you um, talk to you about some of the services you guys are providing what's the best way to do that
0: sure matt so so rentalscaleup.com, that's that's our website as i said there's like you know there's a lot of, lot of free resources because we you know we cover market trends you know we cover what the big otas are doing but so we cover what new new uh, uh, people in the market are are doing there's a free newsletter. It's very easy. Go to rentalsclub.com/newsletter and you can subscribe for free and get the best of our articles. And then there's also a contact page there, or people can also reach out to me on LinkedIn. And I'm, you know, very happy to talk to you know what we do in terms of uh, you know consulting services for uh, listing sites and property managers to really help them get you know uh, better products uh, for their their guests, for their home homeowners, and also how to get more leads, which is something we do as well. That's awesome. And That's we awesome. will have all of Tebos' information available for you guys as well. So you guys can contact him. Matt, it's been an awesome episode.
1: Absolutely. And Tebo thank you once again. We appreciate your time and know that you're busy. And uh, this has been great. And we really enjoyed it.
0: Well, thank you so much for having me, Brian and Matt. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Take care. That's it for this week's episode of Guest X. Be sure to sign up for our email list at guestxpodcast.com. That's guest, the letter X, podcast.com. And follow us in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss our next episodes. We are Brian Hamali and Matthew Loney signing off and reminding you to always create a guest experience worth talking about. See you soon.